Yo, 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 what's going on, everybody? This is your friendly neighborhood knucklehead, and it is time for the Part-Time Artist Podcast, and this is episode 163. And before I get into the episode, uh, I just want to thank everybody that uh, checked out Alex Orange Drinks GoFundMe. It's really awesome to see the community support that has rallied behind this situation with his cancer and treatment and the things that he's going to have to overcome in his road to recovery. And um, it's just it's just so awesome to see the support from the community. And if you haven't checked that out yet, um, go back to the last podcast, episode 162 with Jennifer. And in that podcast description, I posted the GoFundMe for Alex's cause there. But today I will have um, the usual affiliate links that you can click on to support the podcast. There's going to be some credits for MailChimp, uh, DistroKid, Amazon, and a couple links that you can donate to uh, to help support me in doing this podcast all by my lonesome all these years for free. Um, and Oh yeah, I almost forgot, but I just got word today... Today, that the new single for War Park, if you don't know, I play bass in a band called War Park, and we will be putting out finally, after years of trials and tribulation, a new single in two weeks. Yup, you heard it here first. Monday, August 28th, there will be a new War Park song. All right, so I have with me a very, very special guest from the faraway lands of New Jersey. We have Lily Enos. Thank you for coming on the show. Thank you for having me, Roger. (laughs) Now, Lily, first of all, where... I mean, I know I just said New Jersey, but where did you come from? Because I'm listening to these songs... Um, like the production, the you know the instrumentation, and most importantly, the voice. Is this your first stint with music? Like, where did all of this come from? <laughs> um, so it's not my first stint with music, but okay. it's my first stint with sharing it with people. Wow! In what I guess is a legitimate way as far as it being distributed anywhere or kind of taking on you know the form of a, of a final product um so i mean as far as where i'm from I'm, i was born in wildwood crest um mm. new jersey so i was a, a beach baby in a mm. tourist town and you know now i i don't live there anymore i'm probably like a half hour out from philly hey um, so <laughs> um I could shout you know. to you probably. <laughs> so you know, but, um, yeah. So basically, I just um, yeah, that's where I'm from now. That's where I was from then. That's where I'm from now. And do you consider yourself now um, a part-time artist? For sure. Mm. Um, in fact, I'm sitting at my uh, my full-time job desk, uh, <laughs> and you know working as a uh, per diem mental health therapist. Wow. So, 
That's awesome. Wait, it's a per diem mental health. Describe that to me. What does that mean? Yeah, well, well really, per diem it basically just means like that, that's just like a a form of payment. As far as like, I'm not I'm not salaried. It's just like a like a freelance sort of um, you get paid per client type of deal. But wow. um, I I just graduated with my master's in clinical mental health counseling. So wow. my full time gig by day is to talk about feelings with people and you know and then i try to find time to work out my own feelings through my music so wow that's so cool that's so rad and um because i'm somebody now that's like working really hard aspiring to be like a creative empowerment coach for like artists Um, So Mm -hmm. I'm in the fledgling stages of starting to work with clients and artists and talk to people um, and try to empower them to stay creative because I think there's so many artists that are just on the cusp of of giving up, you know what I mean? Um, And it's just so fascinating to hear like more and more these days how much mental health and self-awareness is crossing over into music and the music scene in this way. It's really rad that you're doing that. Oh, well, someone's got to do it. Yeah, exactly. Someone's got to do it. Now I got to tell you, um, I got to come clean on this. Um, I listen to a lot of music and people that, listen to the show, listen to a lot of music because we got a lot of people coming and going. Um, and when I first heard this tune that we're going to hear, it stopped me in my tracks and I was, I, it was like a moment where I was like, hold up. This song was over before I had a chance to like react to it. And I had to replay it over and over and over again. And ironically, it's even called Redo. But this song, like, there are so many times I'm listening to people's music and there's so much cool stuff. There's so much cool shit that they have in there. And I love, like, people will have, like, a really good voice, really good songwriting. Just, I've heard so many really cool things. But when somebody presents a song to me, like you presented to me, where I was like shit, this might be one of the best songs I've heard from anybody. And I just want to ask selfishly with this song, when you made this song, was the pro- did you have like this kind of feeling that you were onto something really special? Or was this song just like, ah, oh, it's just another song coming out of me? Because it feels like it had a, it has a little bit of something special going on. I don't know if you would agree, but what was your feeling with this song? Well, um, definitely, really, not just that song, but all the songs on the EP, I feel kind of come from a place of having been creatively stifled um and you know there's something to be said about kind of getting in your own way in terms of how you hear a song in your mind and how you want that to translate into the real world so you know 
I started writing those songs that were on the EP, Redo specifically, literally, like, I think I wrote that in 2016. Wow. So you got to figure that the song laid dormant as just something that derived from really my first taste of adulthood and freedom with, you know, being on my own in undergrad in college. And it, it, it is, it's very, if you take away the, the dog and pony show and the production and all, it, it, it's, it's very, it's not really profound and it's very mm. matter of fact in the sense that it's just about redoing your life mm. and, <laughs> and kind of looking at your life for the first time in a long time through these rose colored glasses. So, right, right. you know, um, really it, it, it was something that just kind of sat dormant for a while until I had the means to begin collaborating with others to help me realize what the song was supposed to sound like. Cause I already knew in my head how I wanted it to sound really I'm okay. very, you know, struck by, there being a bit of a gravitas or a, a drama to it with, with the mm. orchestral elements. And, you know, that's something where the, the instrumentation is just as much part of the narrative as the vocal content or the lyrical content. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't want to, it would have been easy to, out an acoustic version or a stripped down version of these songs just to say that they were out there mm -hmm. but I I couldn't bring myself to do it and and it's debatable wow. whether that's a good thing or a bad thing but mm -hmm. the point is 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 as I knew it had to sound a certain way and there were certain things and by certain things I mean money that I needed sure. to make that possible and so I was very fortunate to you know once I was working and, and had the wherewithal to invest in myself as a part-time artist uh -huh. to, you know, make that happen, I just kind of put my nose to the grindstone and tried to do just that. Wow. Yeah, because this, this song on this EP, I think this is the only song that doesn't have acoustic guitar on it, if I'm not mistaken. The rest of them do have that presence. And I would be really interested to hear, actually, an acoustic guitar version of this song. Reminds me of uh, the great Fat Heaven. Shout out to Fat Heaven. But they, they put out um, their punk band from Brooklyn, and they put out um, their whole entire first album as uh, they just they just did every song but just acoustic and and mm -hmm. it was very it was a very interesting cool experiment so I'd be I'd be interested to hear what the stripped down version of that song is if you ever get around to it but let's get into this tune because I'm so I just want everybody to hear this song this is the first track on Lily Enos's uh, debut or self-titled EP it is called Redo check it out.
All right, that tune was called Redo, and um, you, you guys got to check out lilyenos.bandcamp.com. You see, I almost said it wrong there. It's L-I-L-Y-E-N-O-S.bandcamp.com. And, of course, Bandcamp Friday is the first Friday of every month, uh, so load up that cart and uh, wait for September. And I, I, I just got to say one more time that that tune has been – I've been listening to it like – every day over and over again jesus i just have to did you really did you really not know that you were on to something this was nothing special to you you just had the song in your head and you just went in to execute it when you got in the studio or did you think like when you listen to the song you were like oh yeah this is gonna be the shit i don't know it's i don't know it's right to say that i didn't think it was special but it's also not right to think that i it was special it's just (laughs) creating songs and my thought process behind how i write how i think about what should be there which it's so innate that it's like it's like breathing you 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 have to do it you know and and so it's just so integral to my ability to even make sense of life or anything that it's just it's necessary Mm. so now switching gears to this uh to the ep that this song is a part of you self-titled this um so i was interested to know did you self-title it just because no other titles came to mind or did you self-title it because this is going to be like sort of an identity piece on you as a creator, as a songwriter and stuff like that. Like this is maybe you to your core in a way. The funny thing is that these songs started out as my plan was to release an album first. Right. And that these songs would serve as like an epilogue to that album. Wow. And, um, so there was actually going to be a title that wasn't just like my name mm-hmm. to it. But then realizing that one, I didn't have the resources to create a full length album in the way that I wanted it to sound, because really if the EP is any sort of indication of what a full length project would sound like, uh-huh. it was just too much of an undertaking. So at that point, I realized, okay, it, it, it makes more sense to treat this like, you know, like a portfolio of some kind. Mm. Um, and just a, a smorgasbord of what... A sampler, a little... <laughs> yeah, exactly, you know. So so it, it started out one way and turned into another, so... Wow. So interesting to find out the stories behind these things for me. I, I just love hearing like little liner note stories like that. Um, but also this album cover, which is awesome, by the way, it has such a Tim Armstrong, you know, uh, West Coast art looking thing like chicken scratch, you know. And I was just wondering, um, we, we talked about how the other songs have more of like an acoustic guitar to them and um the subject matter obviously of this album cover is 
an acoustic guitar or someone holding a guitar. Is that more indicative of where you're coming from as a songwriter? Is it more just about you and a guitar? Um, well, I mean, it, it was a drawing I did of myself from like years ago, <laughs> probably from like 2014 or 2015. Wow. And I, okay. I just felt like it made sense to have something that was autobiographical, but still had this, this vagueness or ambiguity right. to it as, as first impression. But, but I, I think it is interesting what you say as far as it kind of representing relationship between you know myself and the guitar and what it means as a songwriter and i and i think that there is something to be said about they might turn out they always start their origin point is always me sitting with a guitar right so okay i think that makes a lot of sense to think that Right. Yeah, that's so cool. And 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 then to see what happens as the process unfolds with the strings and the production, the drums and the drum machine, all that stuff. What how did that all that layering uh come about? Were you working with a producer that really helped your ideas come to life or were you just in there like Kurt Cobain just saying this needs to happen, this needs to happen, this needs to happen? <laughs> it was it was the latter really i i knew that i wanted there to be you know a marriage of like organic sounds and electronic sounds wow and i was really sort of pulling from you know late you know 90s and early 2000s artists like you know like bjork and, and radiohead or even like the stuff that tom york and johnny greenwood would do together and wow. um sure. things that kind of have that or or even like like uh, Portis head, massive attack, like those those marriages of of the organic and the artificial, and still kind of finding soul or finding emotion in that. Yeah. So I, I always knew when I wrote songs, especially with Redo, that there there wasn't really a conversation of not knowing where to go with the song. It was very, um, I, I felt very determined and, and confident in, in what that soundscape was supposed to be in order to make the point mm -hmm. of the song. So, you know, working with, uh, you know, producers and, and other musicians, it, it was a lot of me saying what I wanted to hear and, and experience in the song. Do you, do you have backgrounds in all of those instruments or were you just kind of like, <laughs> no, absolutely not. Um, <laughs> I figured I'd there, ask. There wouldn't, there wouldn't be a project because, you know, and, and that's the thing too, is that I, I think when, when you get into this mindset where you're trying to be a self-contained artist and you're trying to do everything, you know, it's good to have you know, a, a fundamental or an elementary understanding of of all the parts that, that go into your songs, but you still want to play to your strengths. So when I finally sure. gave up on trying to be, you know, a producer and engineer in my own right and kind yeah. of wave the white flag, I was like, okay, I, 
I have to reach out for help. And, and there's, mm. you know, collaboration is key. It was really other people who were able to make sense of my ideas and bring them to life and wow. bring their own into it. And, you know, I would say that to, to every single person that I work with on, on the project, like, yeah, I'd say breathe, breathe new life into it. Awesome. And so we would pass on, you know, volley on suggestions and ideas. And that that's really what made the difference between this project existing and not. So were you always in the room with somebody like face to face conversing or was some of this stuff done like in a remote way? Oh, it was the majority of it was very remote. Um, oh, OK. You know, and, and that's the the beautiful thing of the Internet, that if you are <laughs> a reclusive, you know, a reclusive right. hermit like myself and yeah. you're, you're kind of trying to find people to help, you know, thank God for the Internet. And sure. so it was a lot of sending files and having conversations and and stuff going all the way overseas. And, and wow. I mean, the, the people who performed the strings, I mean, they that was engineered and produced by Natalie Schmargen, who runs um, Ashka Records over in Kiev in Ukraine. Oh, my God. And they God. were going through you know, the, the war and, and all, yeah. this, all this just catastrophe and devastations going on. And, you know, they're writing me, they're sending me pictures of like these like red cross, you know, uh, oh my God. trucks that are coming to help them. And, and they're musicians, you know, they, they have families and they're, they're trying to support themselves. And it was, and it was just right. really cool to work with, with them. And they were just, wonderful Natalie and 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 the musicians uh the they were wonderful and and they were just I'm, I'm really glad that we were able to have that working relationship that's so unbelievable like i said this stuff this stuff i i find this stuff fascinating like to because i'm hearing this song like all of these songs have a heaviness to them in in a way like they have like a somber like heavy emotional like weight to them if you're i think maybe tuned into it or if you allow yourself to tune into it and it, and it is kind of interesting to see all of the maybe th unconscious things behind the curtain you know where you have some of the performers in you know relatively stressful situations it's almost like you can i don't know somehow maybe it gets transferred or communicated in the way that they play because i i found those strings especially in redo but in in all the songs to be like super intense like one of the most intense parts and in each song in this ep is pretty unique and just to switch gears here which which one was maybe the most tedious and maybe wh which one was the most fun to do out of all these tunes god i mean i mean the entire it's hard to say because the entire project was just so rewarding to do and i felt so excited sure um throughout the entire time making it that i was just happy to have something to show for everything yeah. you know yeah. but, but um <laughs> you know 
That's believing <laughs> right? for sure. It's no. like, oh my god, it's not 2015. You know, like get this out of me, get this out of my room, get this exactly. off my hard exactly. drive. Yes. You know, so I mean, I would say that um, redo was really, really exciting to hear in the studio because yeah. the way that it worked, as far as all the songs, was mm-hmm. that you know the instrumentation most of it was you know outsourced as far as like remote communication and parts of it being built remotely and then when i felt happy with what was produced and what we were working on i would go to philly and i worked with um i worked with a producer and engineer um in philly he goes by ocean heights but is, he's uh Sick. justin wilkerson and um awesome he with repercussion studios they were in fishtown and now they're in south philly yes um, shout um, out my old neighborhood <laughs> and, uh, yeah they, they he was he was just so so fun to work with um in terms of laying down the vocals mixing the stems and mastering everything and wow. hearing the hearing those songs come to life uh-huh. in that space with him I was like, it was a religious experience. It was like, yeah. it was, it was just so surreal, and so it, it's hard to pick a favorite because I, I really felt that with every song that we did. So yeah, that's the most fun when when you're tracking and there and and it's like you're getting the ideas down, but there's still like some potential you know that something different can happen. Like uh, yeah. to me, that's the most exciting part. Um, but let's get into uh, this new single you have that just came out. It's called, well, did it just come? Yeah, it's July 7th. It's a, a brand new single, one month old, called The Last Time. And now before we even talk about this, I'm just going to, I'm just, I want to just jump into this tune and let people hear it and then we'll break it down. So this tune is called The Last Time. Check it out.
All right, that tune was called The Last Time. So let's break this down a little bit. Was this, uh, did you, was this song uh, the same process as the EP, or are we doing something totally different this time around? It was similar, but okay. um, so I didn't write the lyrics. Um, my dad actually wrote this song. And wow. so. Wow. Yes. Yeah, so it was. We, we have, yeah, yeah. So uh, you know, really, as far as like my wow. musical heroes or like a catalyst for music, my dad is kind of like a north star for me in terms of having someone who really is in my corner and wow. has just been such a supporter. And and we work together on, you know, just just enjoying music and loving music. And so. Um, he is in Mexico at this oh. time and he's been living there for the last two years. And wow. so he's made some really incredible friends and really artistic and brilliant friends out there. And he, he hasn't recorded music in, in quite a while. And he wanted, cause he's, he's pivoted into the visual arts, into, into sculpting and, painting uh shout out uh memento mori sculptures if anybody <sighs> likes macabre and the and the dark yes. arts um my dad's your guy for that um but yes. he um he was like you know I'm, i've been writing these lyrics lil and i i do you think that you could put you know a, a melody to them mm. i was like sure let's let's try it so he sent me the lyrics and he kind of had like a, a rough idea of the melody and I played it just straight down in the basement, acoustic guitar, shipped wow. um, it back over to him and he went into the studio um, there in, in Mexico City what? and our friend uh, Gerardo, um, he's a viola player, he and his his uh, team of musicians and he got a cellist and a, another a violinist on in and Mexico. They, yeah. And, and they helped oh arrange God. the string section for the song. So it was literally just my guitar and vocal straight on. And then they, you know, noodled around, did strings. It got engineered, it got mixed. And there was a version that, you know, my dad sang and then the version that's out is is the one that I did. 
wait, so there's an alternate version? Yes. Wow. And this, is, this is premature, and I, I, I wasn't gonna. I wasn't sure if this was gonna come up, but <laughs> my dad. Whenever he, whenever he comes back to the states, uh-huh. we have this like little tradition of we'll do a cover song together and we'll we'll read like live um, or or yeah, like we'll, we'll, we'll record a cover we'll just we'll, we'll sit down we'll think of the song we want to do together and we you know i i sit i kind of figure it out on guitar make sure it's in a range we both can sing and so far you know we've done um funnily enough never my love which was my debut yeah. single yeah yeah there's a version that he, that he has his vocals wow. and so that and then we did um radiohead's uh no surprises oh wow we did radiohead's let down um so you know i'm we're are you guys public with that stuff like is there a way to see lillian lillian dad's i i plan on wanting to put that out in a more legitimate way like it's really just kind of been more like a friends and family thing that we shared yeah. it on like our personal yeah, Facebooks yeah, yeah, and it's something yeah. for us, you know, sure. but I would love to really, cause my recording setup is pretty piss poor. Um, you know, I would love to clean them up and, and, um, sure. You know, have something that is out to share with the world of what we've done together. And it's part of that. So, wow i can't this to me is so fascinating the stories that are unfolding here i would not have ever expected (laughs) and it's just wow incredible we're all over the globe with this stuff that's unbelievable now um looking forward here and moving forward um are we are we rolling? Are we going to be rolling with more singles coming out soon? And then a compilation album is in the works or something like that in the next couple of years. What can you tell us about what's what's on the horizon? So I'm very very fortunate to say that I landed a record deal with um wow. with Winding Way Records, and um to it it was formally announced um the beginning of last month and it was such a godsend to have someone believe Mm -hmm. in my music and in a way like invest in that and it's something that whether you're signed to an indie label a major label whatever yeah that that's the dream man you know And, and so i am fortunate enough to able to say and i guess this is the the first time i'm announcing it i am in the works of a full-length um lp wow. we're shooting for a 2025 release it could happen sooner but the goal is to have it by 2025 yeah. Yeah. and um you know so we are already working on we're already scratching the, one of the songs off of that project and um oh. yeah so it's uh you know, in the in the next several months, you know, yeah. we'll we'll get to a point where, you know, we can start actually announcing singles and 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 promotion sure. in that respect. But you know, because it's it's very much still like it's infancy. Right, uh, right. Yeah, right. It, it, there there are things, a lot of things going on behind the scenes, and yeah, for it's, it's you, awesome. yeah, a lot. <laughs> 
because that's incredible. Do you think you're going to do um, a similar thing with, uh, you know, getting people from all over the place to come together on it? Or do you feel like you have like a crew now that you're comfortable working with? I want it to be, you know, a marriage of the two, you okay. know, because being um, being a solo artist and and making the types of songs that i do you know ideally you want to get a band behind you and so my my process as of now has been to form that band basically and um and so if more can be done with people in person have those working relationships that can be potential friendships and have those connections in real life um own studio or to perform out you know that's um that's really what i'm aiming towards Mm -hmm. and then as far as um maybe other components of the songs like because there are some songs that are going to have orchestral elements in them you know may uh you know turn to uh folks in ukraine again or you know if if we find ourselves in a situation where logistically there are people nearby that want to perform on it then we'll cross that bridge mm. but right now it's 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 really kind of a hybrid thing yeah wow and now i feel like well one of the questions i had for you is um you know what do you hope to be building towards with your music here but it looks like all these things are are already in place for you and it's so awesome to hear like how things are working out did you have these kinds of goals and like just kind of manifested and willed this stuff to happen or do you feel like you're just getting lucky god it 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 really is it's i feel very lucky you know because um i i still can't really believe that i'm in a position to where can invest anything into my music and and that's um that's been very surreal you know yeah, um i can imagine even yeah, able to, yeah to, to, to even contemplate that there's something that could be monetary or or to even think about it in terms of a career is something that i never thought was possible but i always wow. was hopeful so sure. i think it's not luck and it's also Kind of just forcing yourself out of your comfort zone because there are so many times that I thought, oh, you know, I don't feel like going to this event or I don't feel like doing this open mic or I don't feel like mm-hmm. and I'm running off of fumes. I'm still, you know, finishing grad school at the time. And I really mm-hmm. do believe if I didn't show up, I wouldn't be able to say that I have the opportunities that I have. So it's it's kind of a combination of the two, you know. Wow. Well, Lily, this has been so enlightening and I, I'm trying to hold myself back from turning this into like an hour and a half plus long conversation. Cause I, the more, the more I feel like my questions are being answered, the more I want to know about all this stuff. But, um, before we go here, I just want to ask, cause you got all this stuff. What, uh, what are, do you have any last shout outs that you want to give to folks because i think we're gonna if we can have a link to that to dad's art i would love to put that in the description for people to check out as well for sure um 
Well, um, really, the only other shout out I can really give is is to to John to John Fisher at Winding Way, and thank you for believing in me and for wow. you know, giving my crazy crazy <laughs> dreams a shot. You know, and and the work we've been doing together behind closed doors and in mm-hmm. even just the the blueprint phases of of this LP and it's just been it's been so much fun and I'm so happy awesome well promptly titled we have the last tune uh that we're gonna play is called record timing so Lily thanks for coming on and rip on everybody Bye. 